Well, we are back for another episode of Echoes on Air, a bonus episode because bonus, bonus, bonus. Um, it's a bonus episode because well, we talked about both and John. Yes. When this happened um, a little over a year ago, and now that the case is finally wrapped, um, we felt like we kind of needed to come back and touch base. Like, it didn't feel right to just, like, leave it out there after we had spent, what was it, like, Jack, four hours <laughs> on the episode uh, when this, uh, the story first broke. So we just kind of wanted to do, like, a little download really kind of a reaction and like how do we feel because specifically well you know what maybe we should say who's on the air uh it's me janelle hi i'm chris hi i'm lauren so we've got lauren and usually when we do these things it's usually me and chris that kind of download but lauren and i were talking so if, if you don't know which you should know um you should be following at b underscore voiced on instagram Woo! <laughs> yeah. I wish I had sound effects. Follow them. <laughs> you should be following um, them. So a couple, I don't know how long ago it was, Lauren, like like maybe about a month or something. Since we started? Yeah. Yeah, it's been about a month. Uh, some of my fellow castmates from uh, the show Janelle wrote, we, uh, we run that Instagram where we talk about some issues going on in the world. And um, we want to promote teenage con- social consciousness. Um, Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I will say this too, and I'm not just saying this because it's an Echoes thing, but I will say, listen, I've been following this and I'd be like, oh, I ain't hear about that. Let me go click on this link. <laughs> like, I'm like, listen, you talking about teenage or social, teenage social consciousness, like I'm doing life wrong because I'm clicking <laughs> on stuff and I'm learning stuff. So like, if you're not following them, um, you are like, I, ha- I hate it when people are like, you missing out on your, ble-. you know what I mean? Like if it's for you, it's for you kind of thing. Like that's how I live my life. But like low key, high key, really no. you're actually missing out because they actually are out here teaching people. So listen, we're recording on Sunday. You can say that it's Sunday. Right. Hey, you missing out you on missing your blessings. Your blessings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, Lauren and I talked last night, um, really briefly also because only because, um, I saw something she posted on Be Voiced, um, and so I sent her a private message, and I was like, I don't know if you saw about you know this new story, which we'll get into in a second. Um, post um, Botham Jean um, trial, there's now another um, incident where someone was killed in their home by a police officer, and so I didn't know if the reason that she posted her question, which, what was your question? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, I, I really just wanted a poll of our followers. I wanted a completely unbiased, um, well, from my perspective, I didn't want to persuade their opinion in any way, but I wanted our followers to DM us and at, tell us their own personal opinion about the police, uh, whether it was whether um, they uh, agree with the police, they don't like the police. I just wanted like to see what they said because I kind of want to go on this um, with the with direction I'm, I want to take with my post in the next couple of weeks is about the police and the history that we have with them. So I just wanted to start at that, that ground, see where, what everyone just thinks on their own. Just trying to get a feel. So because she had posted that, I had sent her a message and asked her, um, and her response Although, like, it's not like we had this big, long conversation, but it was very clear that she was super passionate about it. And since I knew that Chris and I were recording this reaction episode, I was like, well, if you want to stop through, and she was like, I would love to. And here we are. Like, 
you know, less than 12 hours later. So um, thanks for coming. Thank yeah, you thanks for being here. On, on uh, short notice and such. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of jump into it, y'all. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So. so long story short, Botham Jean case, which we followed, Botham Jean trial, Amber Geiger verdict, um, Amber Geiger sentence, mm-hmm. lack forgiveness, Joshua Brown murder, Joshua Brown question mark, quotation, defamation, unsure, question mark? Yeah. Police fault, question mark, unsure, quotation, yeah. uproar, like uproar, uproar. And now it's Atiana Jefferson. Tatiana. Okay, uh, Tatiana. Yes, Tatiana Jefferson. Oh, my bad. Okay. So, and forgive us if if uh, we are mispronouncing any names. No disrespect uh, meant to um, anyone. So that's just the that's just the the thing that we're talking about. So, um, what y'all think, man? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm just Goodness like, gracious. I don't even know where to start. Well, I mean, I mean, I think we can kind of go, go in from order. Go the order? Okay, if great. That makes sense. So, I don't know. I, I didn't follow the trial itself closely. Although, okay, so here's the two things I remember about the trial. One was when um, our district attorney did a media availability right before the trial, even though the judge had issued a media blackout. And the judge's reaction, which was very funny, and I was like, oh, I relate to you, judge. Later things that the judge did, I maybe didn't relate to as much, mm-hmm. but that was that clip on social media was very funny. What happened? Well, like so, the- so the DA um, did talked about the case in the media the night before the trial. After there had been, there was supposed to be a media blackout, mm-hmm. and I mean, <laughs> the judge was just like, "So d- you did what? When?" And then she just get, she just gave a black lady reaction. She gave <laughs> you a full like she rolled her eyes. She was like, it was, it, she really gave me heavy, like, don't make me come up off this bench. Like, that was the vibe I got. And so that I really enjoyed. Um, so that was one moment that was a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and then the other thing that I remember from the trial was, was the moment when Amber was on the stand and she started crying. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this white lady's getting off because in... I think I actually I think I posted on Twitter like I don't know where it is that uh, a white lady crying on the stand gets convicted of murder, but it's not in Texas. Which hey, I was wrong. You were wrong, and let's be happy to let's be happy you were wrong, my right? Friend. But like I was sure I was like oh I look she's weeping she just seems and like her whole life is earth like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks very much like the sort of person that our legal system in many ways was invented to protect. That's legit. So that's the thing ish. that I've... No, no. No ish. I stand very, very much on that. So I like. I think I've told you that before where um, it was the first year of Echoes and I had posted an article on the blog um, where I... like the. There, it wasn't even about this, but one of the things that I said was our system was invented for the protection of white women. And if you look at the history, the way that our system, our justice system was shaped 
was around the protection of white women. That's it. Whether it's what they wanted or not, that's right. how it that's was how promoted. It, right. It was. It the was absolutely. Yeah. White women. It was promoted on protecting the purity right. of white yes. women. Yes. Um, absolutely. And so, and if you want what I said, I'll make sure Jack pointing to you I'll be linking that uh, article to you so that he could put that in the in the episode notes but I even had pictures because mm-hmm. people came for me and I was like don't make me get proof I will look <laughs> I will find it and it will not be difficult um, no, really <laughs> so, I mean and it's not just I mean it's you know it's everything from the pictures of black animals to Chinese men that are mm-hmm. accused of raping white women. Like it's mm-hmm. every it's not just black and white either. So True. our system mm-hmm. was created for the protection well, created, it was predicated <laughs> upon that. So when you said that, I was like, yeah. Like, I mean, like I've already, I'm already in that march. I'm like, I mean, yeah. Cause you put a black woman on the stage. Right, exactly. Because legit the stage. Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah, um, no, you're you right. put a black woman on the stage to cry, and they, you ain't gonna get that same kind of response. And it's, I mean, it's all—it's happened a zillion times, mm-hmm. and it doesn't Over. make the news. No one cares. Nobody, kn- nobody knows right. because nobody cares. Right. So, I'm on board with with that thought process. But I think, like, yes, the guilty verdict, like. What what did y'all think when that happened? Because I can tell you, I was driving. I also did not follow the case because it's too much. It was too heavy, um, and like I caught bits and pieces, and I could only tap in and tap out. Mm-hmm. I could only tap in and tap out. Mm-hmm. And then after going to the gala, um, like it was like what the day before, two days before the verdict was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving in my car. I was headed to a meeting. My mom had done a watch party. I hadn't even been paying attention. And this happened to be the one time that I clicked on um, while I was driving. I was at a red light in traffic. Mom. <laughs> right. I was about to say. Ooh. I was at a red light. I was really fully ready for you to say, well, I was driving and I was listening to NPR. You really should have just lied. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I was safe. Um, <laughs> but... But like I, I, I did. I put it down, and I put it in like the the console of the car. And like, I remember sitting at the red light and looking at the judge's face. And I remember saying out loud, "God, I hope she's a good poker player," because her face said legit nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't. So shout. It. Listen, Judge Kemp. If you don't play poker, <laughs> sis, oh goodness, <laughs> <laughs> there is a money opportunity for you. Because her face said nothing, and I was terrified. Um, and then when she read it and she said guilty, I literally had to pull over the car. Mm-hmm. Like I pulled over in a Walgreens parking lot to try and like get myself together because mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I was floored. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think? Um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know this was happening. Um, whenever I heard about the trial, that was the first time I had known anything about the case at all. I I thought like I thought that he was killed like weeks ago from today, not a year ago. Um, but uh, when I saw, so I I tried to do as much research as I could um, on a moment's notice. But um, based on what I've learned, and I listened to y'all's podcast from uh, last year. Um, 
I'm looking back at the trial, I'm 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 happy with where it went because I I personally believe that Amber Geiger is a good person that made a horrible mistake and had a terrible uh, lapse of judgment, but I think it it was really needed today to show that um we're not going to let her off. We're 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 starting to get it together. And I'm I'm very happy with that. And I'm also happy with the way that um, like her brother handled it when he went and hugged her because it, it was it was really like it. I just love the fact that it was like something so civil that he did, um, and that he was able to forgive her because I think that was something that was needed in the world. Not not her being like, oh, you, you should be like let go, but like um, I lost my train of thought. But uh, I was I was very happy with the way that it went, and I know a lot of my pe- my friends were like, "Oh, she should have gotten more time," but I think this is a start. And like I said, I don't think she was like I I, I personally don't think she's like hor- a racist or anything like that. I just think like um, I think it was I think it was good that she was at least sentenced. You don't think the same thing? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so like so- I think because I think listening. Just because I also know you. Yeah. I know you <laughs> super well. Yeah. But like listening, I think I'm somewhere in between you and you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like somewhere in the middle because I like I don't know. So I'm 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 gonna listen to what you gotta say about that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> so so in terms of the overall outcome, I do think if I had to choose between her being convicted of manslaughter and serving like 25 years or her being convicted of murder and serving 10 years, I think it's better that she was convicted of murder because mm-hmm. many of these things are less about the individual case and more about the overall message it sends about. Like literally the reason it's called Black Lives Matter is not just like, it's, it's called Black Lives Matter, not we want cops to go to jail, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. that we want the justice system to recognize that we are human beings and mm-hmm. so you can't just kill us. Period. Yeah. And so, like, I think that the fact that she was convicted of murder shows that, like, it, it, it was a signal from at least one corner of the justice system to recognize that, like, yes, this is murder. You can't just, even if you're a cop, mm-hmm. you can't just kill black people because, because. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not how that works. So I thought I was, to some extent, pleased with the verdict. I mean... The sentencing is tough. The sentencing comes down to if you believe her story that she really just walked into the wrong apartment and she had no idea what was happening and she was just so afraid and so she shot somebody. I have a great deal of trouble believing that if a black person that was not a cop had that same experience, we would believe their story. Like, I think there's basically a zero percent. I mean, I have had that experience. I literally did the exact same thing. I was mm-hmm. at my old apartment complex. I lived on the third floor. Uh, I was, like, tired after work. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Which, side note, tired. she kept talking about how, oh, she, she worked 40 hours in, like, three days. What? I'm yeah. not. I'm, that's not impressive, sis. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. No, it was, like, 40 hours in four days. I was yeah. like, so you worked four 10-hour days. Like, you don't know that like most of the people who work fast food work more hours than you yeah like like as honestly like i i feel like moms work (laughs) just just saying so like considerably more than 40 hours in four days 
nobody's so like, I, like I don't feel for you. The fact <laughs> that they kept bringing that yeah, up in the defense to me was yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Like, who cares? That's not an excuse. No, no, not at all. Especially when someone is dead. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I just I also want to like I'm sorry I want to jump in here. Um, so she was in full uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I just. It, the thing that irks me the most is I just, I cannot for the life of me figure out why she felt the need to pull out her gun. Because so, she would have had a taser on her, right? right. Or she could have she like was. stepped out of the room. She could have, there's so thing. many, it, she probably had pepper spray too. Like there was so many other my alternatives. Issue with that specifically, because I, I, I went back and forth, too, because we saw some other text messages that she said, and I have said this, too, just because you're an asshole doesn't make you a racist. Like, I feel like yeah. um, <laughs> you don't... But you can also be an asshole in specifically <laughs> racist no, no, ways. No, no, no. I didn't... No, no, no. I didn't say that that doesn't... Like, I don't... Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You see what I'm saying? Like, it yes. doesn't It doesn't automatically make you that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you are a racist, you are pretty much an asshole. Yeah. So that, like, that the other way mm. around absolutely works That's that fair. way. Yeah. But, like, you can be an asshole to all people equally. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily make you a racist. It makes you an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right? Very you see fair. what I'm saying? So <clears throat> she has made, like, things have come out of things that she said specifically about race. I don't know what else she said about other people. I don't know to what extent she is an asshole or a racist. I don't know. I, the, the things that, that have come out, the text messages. Um, so with to the be ML- specific, right. She was patrolling, a, she was doing a police whatever mm-hmm. to support uh, an MLK Day parade. And the text message, I believe, I'm, I'm not getting this quite verbatim, but it was like, when is this parade going to be over? When is MLK going to die? Oh, wait. Right. <sighs> And so in my head, I'm like, I don't know that I think that, and so this is where I'm going to get in trouble with people who know and love me, but I don't know that I think that's racist. I think she's an asshole who wanted to get off of work and she's mm-hmm. being a jerk. That's what it sounds like. And like, I think people say in, inappropriate things mm-hmm. all the time. There are some jokes that have been made between people. I, I have witnessed jokes between black people and white people that they're okay with because of their friendship, mm-hmm. oh, but they sure. would never say in front of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that goes across any demographic of people. So that that's what I'm saying. Like when when you're we don't what I'm saying is is specifically to that text message. Mm-hmm. I think she made a stupid comment that was insensitive to me. But I don't know what her level of black friendness is. Well, like to but me, she wasn't it goes. A black person. But even then, I feel like you have to consider her intentions. Like that, I feel like that's the main issue. Is like, yeah, she made an offensive comment, but you have to remember her intention was never for you to see it. So her intention was never to offend you. Uh, yeah, but I have I a hard time with that sometimes too. To me, it's Be- about so I'm I'm less concerned with her intention and more concerned with the fact that she's a police officer and so she has okay. black people's lives too. in her hands all the time. Agreed. And especially like she was, I believe, I you know, apologize if I got this wrong, but at one point she was assigned to like actually a special task force that was working specifically with black communities. And so to in in that case, yes, w- with respect to that. I would just say like, that my level of insensitivity is, is not right, appropriate. That, so no, I I agree from a police standpoint. I'm I'm also talking about Judging just from a person sure. standpoint. That's, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. From a, a police standpoint, I absolutely agree. To some degree, you just gotta like, hey, 
like you you're gonna have to have some levels mm -hmm. and you don't get to like you don't get to do that and that does the jokes that she made do seem very like even even if it is just like between your friend that does seem very like juvenile right. very like unprofessional something that like at that at that point in your life you should know it's like maybe i shouldn't maybe this is not well, the right and yeah. to me to be clear like my issue with it is if this is a person whose job it is to work with black communities, that level of disrespect specifically impacts you as a police officer working with black people. Because if you don't even know enough to be respectful of MLK, how on earth am I going to trust you to be respectful of the black people that you interact mm -hmm. with on a on regular a basis? Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. I totally Just, get it from the standpoint of like what her duties are. Honestly, yeah. she low-key should have been fired or at least suspended. Like if I For was a that. police commissioner and I saw that text, I'd be like, oh, well... We but, sit you down but nobody, right? But nobody saw. But that. nobody saw it. Until and the, the reason trial. that nobody saw that is because it was between her and another friend, and blah blah yeah. blah, blah. Right? Okay, so well, another friend who was an officer. So like, oh, ooh, wow. bad oh. apples. No, no, no. I I agree. And honestly, anyway. and honestly, so like, if if that's the case, then I do feel like that other person. It came out that other person who's likely still on the force. Probably need a good solid talking to. I ain't running nobody's police department. I'm well, just saying. He need to be sat down too. Besides that, he was in a relationship with a fellow officer. There's all sorts of problems here, but we're moving on. We're moving because we can't right. talk about can't. every no. aspect of this no. case. No. Um, so, okay. So that being said, my issue, like with with the understanding of, I'm willing to give a certain amount of leeway to a person's character. That, that was yes. the point that I was making. Yes. For a person's character. Police officer notwithstanding, if this was just Karen, right? Right. I'm willing to give that to Karen, Karen right? Karen, who is a little, you know, she don't mm. love, love the right. Negroes, but she don't hate, hate the she Negroes either. She don't hate either, them so, either. Okay. right? So, okay, Karen. I mean, you can't come to nobody's barbecue, but that's cool. <laughs> right? So, I'm willing to give you, like, a certain amount of leeway police officer notwithstanding. What I have a problem with is all the things you just said because she's a police officer, but even in the situation, like even taking out character side of it, in the situation, I have a problem with the fact that you get to create a hostile situation right, and then defend yourself by killing someone from the, high, the, the hostile situation that you created. Right. So like, yes, you didn't know you created the hostile situation, but like you did. Right. And I and and I know a lot of people who have guns as well. Mm -hmm. And like when I walk into a house that I feel is unsafe, my first reaction isn't pull my gun. Yeah. And the people that I know who have guns, their first reaction isn't pull their gun. Mm -hmm. The first reaction is get out of there. Yeah. Like, you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not like, I, like my point that I was trying to tell somebody earlier, it's not like she was all the way in the house and then her, like, so, so like, let me change the situation in a way that would make it make sense for me or that like would make me accept this a little bit better would be if, Botham Jean had been in the shower, mm -hmm. or not even in the shower, in the bathroom, right? Because right. the shower, you walk in, you hear a shower, you got more questions. Because right. like, so somebody broke in and took a shower? Yeah. Like, 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 right? So like, okay. So you hear someone in a back room. Let's yeah. say that, okay? So let's say he was in his back room. He was sleeping in the room. It was dark, whatever. 
You get into the house, the door closes, and you hear somebody coming in. I would let you make it in that situation if you're in the wrong place. Only, beca like, only because you're actually in the house mm -hmm. and someone is coming coming to you from another way. I, like I, I still that. got, yeah. do you see what I'm, I'm I still got questions. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you 1,000% make it. I still got questions, but it makes more sense than I walk in and some guy is sitting on my couch. So someone broke in and is and just, eating? Yeah, just sitting like, there. Like, and the thing is, the reason that your scenario is more fair is because also by that point, when you're all the way inside the house, if it wasn't your house and you are like a stable person, you would notice that it wasn't your house. Yeah. By the time you walked all the way inside, right. that your stuff sat <laughs> like, on the couch. Oh shit, <laughs> I'm in somebody else's apartment. Right. I'm so sorry. Well, and so I I'm, not even, I'm not even saying like that she got that far in. I'm still willing to let her make it get into the house and then he comes from another. Oh, he I was, see what you Do you mean. see what I'm saying? But he was seated. Yeah. He was seated. Like, so you think somebody just sitting on your couch chilling if they broke in to steal something? Like, they not, they not, they not kicking it. Well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, then, so like my, I think that's what, it, that's what my thing is, is you got to walk into a situation and create hostility. And instead of doing what I feel like, I personally, Janelle Nicole Gray, feels like is normal, which is you back out. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't walk in. And then immediately, like, there are so many other things. And I just, I, I don't, it just didn't, it, that doesn't make sense to me. But one of the things that I heard somebody say, too, in respect to this is, like, the prosecutor, when he was asking questions, essentially, and I would have to go back to look, so grain of salt information specific, but there was a part in the trial where the prosecutor asked her questions, and basically she admitted that, she realized that the um, the door had been, I guess, open, and she had already decided that she was going to eliminate the threat. So she essentially planned to eliminate the threat before she got all the way into, <laughs> and that's I where see. my issue is. I mean, like. Right? And it goes against whatever they say. So then when they, they started talking about it a little bit further, they said, this goes against what our norm is, that in a situation like that, the police officer is supposed to, like, um, I guess, crouch down and hide behind something or mm -hmm. back out of the situation and call for backup. Yep. So it goes against even what the training has taught them to be. Yep. So all of that said, my issue with all of this is, like, I'm not even going to sit here and say that this was a black and white thing from the beginning. It became a black and white thing because our system isn't set up to protect black lives. It became a black and white thing to me because the treatment wasn't the same. That's, I don't think, I don't know that I really thought that Botham stood up and she was like, black guy. I think she walked in. She didn't know who was on the other side of the door. Mm -hmm. And she had already, if, if what was said by the prosecutor and her, that when the door was open, her intent was to eliminate the threat. She didn't right. know if it was black, white, yellow, purple, male, female, or anything. She didn't know that. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> You're having issues. I get it. I mean... I do think that unconscious bias is a thing. I don't think anybody consciously thinks, oh, look, well, mm, I would say that, but they found a guy in Michigan who literally had a framed uh, KKK poster on his wall. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. for a KKK application, and he was also a white cop who had killed a black person previously. Also, come so. on, I just want to ask, who knew that they had applications? Right! <laughs> that was crazy! <laughs> like, an actual, like, written-out application, too. That was, yes, agreed, surprising. But anyway, my point is, A, they got we credit do know checks too? there are some... <laughs> police and more police than anybody wants to admit who actively hate black people and Mm -hmm. are police officers for that reason. Absolutely. And we will never know if Amber Geiger is one of those people. Mm -hmm. But I think we should not set that possibility to zero. Agreed. We can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, so she shouldn't go to jail for it. But we don't know. Agreed. Anyway, I guess my point, I I mostly just want to say, especially with this other case in Fort Worth, I think it is difficult to discount the idea that even if you don't say, I saw a black person, so I'll shoot, is it possible that you would say, oh, this is a white person? Especially, because like, there is a gender element, right? Like, especially, I would imagine, as a female cop, if there's a man in your apartment, it's a little bit different than if there's a woman in your apartment. So like, even if you took the gender aspect out of it, if there was a black woman, if she walked in and saw a black woman, and she walked, versus if she walked in and saw a white woman, I feel like if she walked in and saw a white woman, there might have been that thought of like, oh, wait, should I shoot you? Should I say something? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There may have been that vibe of hesitation, maybe not, that just didn't, that didn't happen. It didn't happen because he was... Um, and I think that's a possibility. It's the same thing as maybe Amber Geiger is actually an evil racist. Like, there's just a lot of things. I mean, we actually probably find out in prison because she's an evil racist. She'll hang out with skinheads. <laughs> Which, like, she probably should do anyway because the black people in prison are not going to be nice to her. Okay. Like, they're going to have to move her out of state. They're really going to have to move her. Oh, goodness. And, like, maybe to, like, North Dakota where they don't have black people. <laughs> not North Dakota. Because it's not, not going to work good for Amber. But anyway. It's rough that's out here neither in here streets. nor there. Um, I'm sorry. Should we move on to a different part of the Yeah, because timeline? we're going to, yeah. Or was there something that you wanted to add? Mm-mm. Okay, so I then mean, then the response to... Oh, yeah, the hug. I'm sorry. We already got to the hug. Yeah, but we talked about... So what about... But there's so many things. Okay. Like, so, so you could you could also unpack... You could unpack the hug by Brandt, which is his mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. You can unpack the hug by the judge. You can unpack the Bible given by the judge. You can unpack the hair brushing by the bailiff. You can unpack a whole bunch of these... The bailiff brushed her hair? Right. So I after, missed that. So she came and kind <laughs> of politely fixed her hair. Um, and so the the thing that I've been seeing, of course, and that like the the a friend of mine was like all the all these mammies, the mammy effect oh, that was no. happening, right? And so um, yes, she did could get convicted, which we of course didn't think was going to happen, mm-hmm. um, given all the things that we've said, but. Now you've got all of this forgiveness. So I know that you were thinking, like, you think this is a good thing. What do you think about the judge specifically? Or did you realize that the, that the judge hugged her and gave her and yeah. gave her the Bible? Did mm-hmm. you know about the bailiff as well? I did not. It know was about like the a little sli- yeah, side I thing. I think the, the big thing. Well, I saw the the little clip of it. And she came and like put her hair back in place and <sighs> stuff. So <clears throat> I put that on the table before the crew. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not crazy about it because it 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 does kind of feel like they're they're still like they're trying to let her down as easy as possible. Which I mean, like I said before, I don't think she's an evil person personally. But like, it just I don't I don't like the 
treatment. I don't I don't know. I just feel like a black woman in the same situation wouldn't get the same treatment. So I don't I'm not crazy about it, but I'm also partially willing to let it slide because I feel like we still got a good result of her being sentenced. Yeah. And um back to the hug um of her brother, I really I really appreciate that because I felt like we needed this injection of the humanity in it um on both sides because I feel like um, I'm kind of like really passionate about this because my uh, mother is a, a recent retired, she just recently retired from the police department of Arlington. And um, I've always felt like the, the police officers I've grown up to know and have met of all races and genders have been great people. And so um, I just, I really felt like we really needed this um, injection of civility on both sides and being like we are willing to forgive because the point of the matter is we could be mad at each other all we want but at the end of the day nothing's going to get solved and it's only going to create more chaos so I feel like we really needed that show of like we have to remember that these are people too we're all people and we have to treat each other like that and she she's going to be put away for the mistake that she made which is a good thing and it's going to hopefully inspire other police officers um to to be more careful and to consider more. I, I know that I had a lot of friends who were like, don't forgive her, this is BS, and, and, and a lot of that. I think the issue that I have is this. I ain't saying I would have hugged her, because let me be clear, I wouldn't have. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I just, I just want to put that out on the, I ain't saying, what I am saying is, I feel like, specifically Brant, I feel like he has a right to grieve in whatever way gets him through. Yep. What he, so, so my issue is, not only are y'all mad, which is fine, because again, to be clear, I ain't hugging a heifer neither. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I get it. Right. But if this is how he grieves, if this is how he lives, mm-hmm. if this is how he, because at the end of the day, my family member hasn't been murdered. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what I would need to get through that. I don't know if sitting in anger and resentment and all of that, I don't know what that would look like <laughs> for me. And some people carry weight of forgiveness and weight of anger and resentment differently. Yep. So if he can't carry the weight of anger and resentment in a way that is healthy for him, that you feel like is justified and healthy for you, and that's how you live your life, and how he can do it Mm -hmm. is by carrying the weight of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. then by all means, boo-boo, do what you got to do. Like, I want you to be healthy and whole, and if that is how you got to do it, then do it. I will be over here angry and pissy. Right, but you do you. But you do you. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you for for doing it in in light of the fact that you like I mean he is also young, but also you know like how tra- he knows how charged the situation is. He mm-hmm. knows where he is. Um and because I had the opportunity to hear him speak at the gala, I mm. know like he's a very quiet Kid, like I talked to his dad for a long time before I even realized it was Botham, Botham Jean's dad, um, and so he was like, "Yeah, my son," and he was like, "When he he's gonna come to school here, and you should talk to him." And he was just super quiet and mm-hmm. very reserved. So for him to ask for that, and I think that's the other thing is I don't know this kid from anybody except for that one interaction that I have from him. 
So for someone that quiet to request that on the stand, True. to me, says something. And of mm -hmm. course, a lot of people don't know that about yeah. him, right? Um, the other thing I had an issue with is how quickly we turn on people. Because mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. days before, everybody was supporting this young man. And mm -hmm. God, the poor thing. And he's going through so much mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And that one act of kindness. Right. Agreed. Is actually what turned yes, and I, and completely you assassinate this guy's care like like mm -hmm. his his how dare you be so like if that had happened to my brother now you question how much he loved like by by some ridiculous. sort of way you're questioning how yeah. much he loved his brother because he showed kindness and like you don't know how hard that would have been for him we don't know any of those things so like I have all those things um, I guess that I have. With, with the idea of this forgiveness. I, I, that being said, I understand that it's always on us to forgive. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that I think people are like, yeah, this is not right. You don't see why people having to do this. You don't see blah, 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 blah. But the reality is, is our system is also against people of color, people mm -hmm. of minority. Mm -hmm. So because because of that, that means that we are often the victim, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. means it is usually the victim that has to forgive. Well, so, but, I mean, all, you did see there was, there was, especially when the heavy crime rate of the 80s and 90s, like, there was a lot of times where, where black people, like, stole from or killed white people. Mm -hmm. And and there are some great examples of white people who were like, oh, this is, because you know, it was frequently kids, basically, yeah. it was like 16-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there are some great examples of like restorative justice and kindness from white people who who lost family members at the hands of like, really like a kid. Yeah. Like a 16-year-old black yeah. kid, right? Um, I just... My concern is when the forgiveness becomes an expectation. Yeah. We saw it after Dylan Roof killed all those people in that church. We saw it here. That's and true. it's just when the forgiveness becomes an expectation instead of something that's freely given, it's not only robbed of power for the person that's forgiven, but it's also robbed of power for like the person that does the forgiving. Like if I'm only forgiving you because I'm like an evil, mean black person, if I don't, then am I really forgiving you? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I think. I think I think that what Brandt did was totally genuine because that was his character. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's amazing. But I worry that if it's always, oh, what an amazing young man, he forgave her. But we don't make any space at all for, like, nobody publicized the mom who is still mad. Not, yeah. And who was talking about how corrupt DPD is, which, spoiler alert, she's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> so it's, like, right. it's true. If we can't... Um, if Nobody is talking about her. Nobody, yeah. like, like, not only that, they've kind of taken his act and made it the entire family's act. Exactly, as That's opposed true. to the family who supports him and what he did. Of course, and 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 he said, like, I know that I'm only talking for myself. I'm not speaking for my family. He was very clear at saying that. So, but we've taken his act of kindness and made it everybody's. Like duty, like that—that's a blanket like, for everybody. If I saw there's so many white people that were sharing that. It was just, oh, what a wonderful young man. It's like, does this put any pressure on you? Like, you—you you shouldn't look at this and think, oh, what a wonderful young man. You should look at this and think, wow. 
and I don't do anything for black people in my daily life. And this man forgave a mm-hmm. white cop that killed his whole brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wish that, like, if like if even what our I respect, saw, like our response, not respect, right. even our response to that act is still like. It's tokenizing. Yeah. If the and it's holding it up as the example. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, this is what I am supposed to do. It yeah. really felt like, this is what black people are supposed to do. And it's like, no. Your response to this has to be one of like, oh, wow, I'm even more, I'm convicted. That's, again, if we're like really taking this Christian example, Jesus said that, you know, what was it? It's not turn the other cheek, but in doing so, you will leave coals of fire upon their head, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea is when you exhibit this good behavior in response to bad behavior, that should make the people with the bad behavior feel even more convicted. I didn't see any conviction from any of the zillions of people that were sharing Brant's Mm. act. And that, to me, again, shows how white supremacy took really what was great about this act and really drained it out. Mm. Like... I think that Brant got some personal healing from that, and I yeah, think that is good. paramount in this situation. But societally, I don't think we learned anything. From it doesn't what he sound. Did. And but you know, I go ahead. No, I, no, go ahead. I I mean I I feel like it was necessary because like yes, uh, all these all these people were like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing what he did. And then there are other people like, does he even love his brother? Like, how could he do something? Yeah, like that was that? a bad reaction. I agree. But but like. I just feel like that's something we needed kind of on our side because I feel like it has kind of gotten a little a little violent, a little evil in the liberal in the liberal part of like um the world today. And like I think I personally feel like, okay, yeah, well, forgiveness shouldn't be the standard, especially for like boys like uh you were talking about um who uh killed was shooting in the church and things like that. Um yeah. but for now I feel like we right now in order for anything to get done, we have to we have to find this resolve of being civil. I feel like there's so many like people just ready just to be up in arms and to just be like angry and ready to just be like we got to go against that. But the thing of the matter is, uh, what people need to understand is I don't think it needs to be like necessarily forgiveness, and I don't think people need to be like we're 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 gonna forgive you no matter what we do. But I think there is a message of being civil when we enter these arguments. Um, going forward, because I feel like there's so many people that are just like, oh, I'm just, I'm angry just because like they're they're killing us out here, and it's like, well, you have to take a step back and look at the facts, because when you go in there, it's like, it's like, um, um, smaller things like uh, whenever you go someplace and like maybe someone messes up, like if you order food and they mess up your order, and like it's not going to solve anything to be all like, you messed up my food, blah, 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 and I'm going to sue and I'm going to call the manager. If you just are like, hey, this isn't right, can you please fix it? Like things are going to get solved a lot faster and a lot, like with a lot less like scars burned, and I think that's something that needs to be kind of learned because I just, I, I want f- where we are right now to continue pressing forward, but to do it in a way that's smart. But so much of that is like, I mean, I obviously, I have a different perspective having, because like I grew up, and even as a young kid in the 90s, and that's what we did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like really in the 90s, it was very much from black community leaders. It was to the cops like, hey, I know this situation is really bad. Can y'all please come help us and, and police more and like, and we just respect and love the cops so much. And the cops are the solution to this problem. They're not the problem. And when we did that, the cops' behavior didn't get any better. That's true. And so I think I think that's where... That's where you have this mix of... I've, that's where you have this mix of, like, what to do. And, and the pendulum a, may have swung too far. I'm not going uh, yeah. no, to, like... 
I agree. And I also, I'm not, I don't, I don't by any means, I'm not saying at all that we need to just be like, oh, don't worry, we're going to forgive you or, or or by any means that we're going to be like steamrolled or like just let you do whatever. But I'm just saying, um, I, maybe, maybe like forgiveness isn't the right like vibe I want to put out. It's more of like a, just doing it in a way that's, that's sophisticated in a way that's actually going to do something instead of just basically the point I want to get across isn't that we're going to just be like, oh yeah, it's sure, it's fine. But I want to, I want it to be more encouraged of people to be like, to make sure we know all the facts and that we approach it in a way that's the best solution that we aren't, because I feel like a big problem today is people are so emotionally driven instead of um, educationally driven. And that's, that's basically all I want um, people to think about more. Yeah. I think the only sometimes the, the issue with that is we wait so long to get the facts, but sometimes what that is is waiting for them to yes, for them to work on a story. Yeah, which which some the, the fact that it has happened makes people suspicious. Right. the next time when they really might just be gathering just, facts, which is mm-hmm. exact. So and so that could kind of put, oh wait before we move on, I also want to say. A point that I heard about the judge, and I I understood the point that this other person was making was, a lot of people were like, "Oh, she's a coon," and blah 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 blah. But you know how I feel about the c word, right? So like, I hate I hate anybody who calls anybody out of their name. Like, I just don't I just don't like it. That's fair. Um, I can I like, and I also dislike people telling me how to black because I've been blacking for the last 37 years, right? <laughs> so like I don't need you I don't need you to give me like a list of ways to black. Like mm-hmm. thank you. Um but Methods like Methods and practices of black Right, right. By like, Twitter Negroes. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway. Right. So like cool cool. Like you can black how you want to black. This is how I black, right? So um but the one argument against her her act that I heard that I was like I take that. I accept that was that she needs to be impartial. Yep. And so when you come off the bench and you hug her, you have to be impartial. And I I I understand so like I watched like a little clip about her response to it and her response was something to the effect of like she had just heard a sermon um that I can't remember. I'm not going to quote it, but like she had just heard a sermon that was basically about like being kind or Christian yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm literally, I said I wasn't going to quote it and I tried and I failed. Um, but she had just heard a sermon. Then she remembered where she was standing when when Amber asked her for a hug mm-hmm. because she didn't immediately give her a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amber asked her for a hug. She didn't respond. Amber asked her again for a hug. Um, Amber Azeroth? Right. So in that moment... This makes me like it considerably less. No, I told... And so I... What I don't like is like, can I have a hug too? Can all the black people hug me and tell me it's okay? So like, yes, I have an issue with that, but that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is her her decision to do it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So (laughs) what I'm saying is I... If, if that's the case, right? If that's Janelle is trying to get us through this podcast. I'm she's, over here making disgusted faces. It's true. Just I'm so trying to. I'm know. just trying. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to push through. We said it was a bonus episode. We ain't say it was a full episode. I'm just trying to get through. So like, okay. So like, um, my. I think the problem then with so what she was saying is is basically like long story short. I think it came that her character came into play. Her mm-hmm. character as as. Miss Kemp mm-hmm. came into play. 
what I understand this other person to say, and I, I agree with, is you're not Miss Kemp in this situation. You are Judge Kemp. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, if we're going to ask Judge whoever to suspend his whatever thoughts about whatever, whatever, and we're going to ask that, and we're going to hope that that's the case, then we need to hope that that's the case of her, too. So, cool, cool, I get, like, I can accept that argument against her giving the hug. I agree. So, I was like, cool, I get it. Like, Brant can do whatever he want to do. Yeah, but she... Because he's a private citizen. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I need y'all to know that the way that Chris... So, I'm trying to get us through, and the way <laughs> that Chris is trying to hold his tongue, and it's not even like a side eye, it's like an upward glance, like, <laughs> I'm not going to even engage in this ish. We're going to move to the next one, because I just don't... Everything I'm going to say, I just don't like it. This is... Like, I have one sentence, which is, all I know is the next time a black kid in her court asks for a hug, she better give it. So, And that is something That's, that somebody mm -hmm. else said. Somebody else said, keep the same energy, sis. Exactly. And I was like, I get it. I get it. So then we move on. So, since we're trying to move on, and I'm sorry, we could legit do a whole episode on each one of these <laughs> things. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Um, so we're cliff noting our cliff notes version at this point. But... Um, then you have Joshua Brown, who is now dead. Joshua Brown was the witness who was in, uh, who testified against Amber Geiger. Now he's been shot and killed. Of course, everything came out that he was shot in the chest and the mouth. And Although, that, actually, I just read an article from Dallas Morning News, and I think maybe he wasn't shot in the mouth. That's what, that's what I heard, too. I originally heard he was shot in the mouth. I'm not going to tell Me you where. Okay, cool, cool. But also, like, again, where's the coroner's report? When are we going to see it? Mm -hmm. Why? At, at this point, I feel like we probably should have been able to, but we haven't, right? Like, at the, I mean, like, at this point, because it's, <laughs> it's been a week, mm -hmm. because he was shot last Saturday. So we need, you know, we need lots of um, better uh, freedom of information stuff. Like or like or I, like I'm sure they have this somewhere, but like what are the what are when do we when are we when can we expect to get this type of information? So like when you're saying we're gathering the facts, are there certain things that we can expect to get within three to four days? Like it like I feel like that's got to be there's got to be a there's not a checklist of that. They got checklists to tell me how to black. You can't tell me when <laughs> you see what I'm saying. Like you can't tell me when the coroner reports are going to come out. I do think that, and I, I, you know, I hope that one day we can actually pass this legislation. But clearly, we need external, like in a case like this where there's any suspicion the police might have been involved, somebody else, probably from the federal government, needs to investigate the case. Sorry, period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those people need to have very clear requirements on reporting information like this. Yeah. So if there's misinformation, if he wasn't, because like if he was shot in the mouth and he testified i feel it one sounds way. It, yep if he, if he was, was shot if he was shot and like what i've actually heard was the case is he was shot in the, the lower body yeah. then okay well he that's different it, yeah that's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sit the same with me as if he was shot in the mouth it doesn't it, feel it, like it a police execution mm -hmm. it does not feel that way um and apparently he got a shot off too like so apparently this other kid who's singing like mm -hmm. a whole canary so all this information that they get in it's a Kashi Nine situation. Somebody he then told else everybody. with a record right. is, Who is saying, saying things that corroborate the police uh, listen, version of events. Silverbergs. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. This I is why, but that's very like, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying this suspicion is why we need some kind of external something. Like it, it, we need somebody else to investigate this. 
so that we're not in a position where it's like, hmm, but this looks like, and could it have, and if somebody else, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all the suspicion that we have is because there's no trust, mm-hmm. and of course there's no trust when everything revolves around a DPD officer, mm-hmm. and especially when there's this poor relationship, and I think um, if we had those, a trustworthy external investigation or mm-hmm. external just something to validate these concerns, then there would be less conspiracy theory and mm-hmm. there would be less skepticism. Yeah. And 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 to your point, like I understand my my cop. I get the the fear that oh everyone hates the police now. Mm-hmm. That means more police violence. That means less of the cooperation that I agree with you is really needed. Mm-hmm. I mean part of the reason that so often murders go unsolved in the black community is that, I mean, not to like do the no snitching thing because the cops are the greatest no snitching gang of all time. <laughs> Who did we hear any cops testify against Amber Geiger? I don't know the trial well enough to know for sure, but <laughs> I, I, we didn't, for instance, that police officer that she texted did not like go on the record before the case and let his supervisors know, oh, hey, uh, this person y'all have patrolling black people don't seem to like black people that much. Yeah. But anyway, I, I do get the need to to bridge the tensions there. Yeah, I just, I just, um, I just don't want people to, because I know like this is something I kind of want to talk about. But like, I always see on my like social media, people would be like taking pictures in front of cop cars and their middle fingers up and be like "f the police" and things like that. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying you need to like bow down to every cop because there there are a lot of bad ones out there, unfortunately. But a lot of them are good people that that have families and things like that. So it's just not fair to profile them, especially because when you think about it, saying every cop is like racist and a pig, you're essentially doing the same thing you accuse them of doing us when they like you accuse them of being like every they say every black person is a thug and every Hispanic person is a criminal and things like that. I'm just saying. When you do things like that, you have to really think about it. You have to consider the facts, you know? I will say, though, I didn't choose to be black, and everybody who's a cop chose to be a cop. Mm-hmm. And and I do think, especially, I mean, it, it was different 20 years ago. The behavior from the cops was the same, and there was the same complaints from people who were affected by that, like, excessive force and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I know that I'm operating from a much greater place of information about the police mm-hmm. because there are so many alternate sources of information than when my aunt decided to join the force 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I can't I understand people, especially black people who join the police, you know, before New Jim Crow came out in 2008 <laughs> right, or whatever, yeah. you know? But now it's like you got to realize that this system that you're working for, like, I understand. Like, I don't necessarily, I understand the place of why people feel like, oh, fuck the police. But I also agree that sometimes it gets a little performative and like, okay, are you just really exactly. doing this for like clicks? This is it, gross. Exactly. That's that's all I want is like, for. I'm not saying you can't like hate the police and things like that. And I'm not saying that like you have to, like, because obviously it's a bad history and that's unfortunate. Right. All I'm saying is like, to my fellow young people and even some older people, just don't do it just because everyone else is doing it. That's all yeah. I want. That's all I want you to, like look at the facts and make your own decision. Don't just doing it. Don't just do it because you see like other people or like celebrities doing it. Because yeah. I feel like that's 
Anyway. No, no, I'm sure that happened. But uh, then there are also the people that have that, that have the firsthand experience that have hated the cops since the 80s and 90s right. and 60s mm-hmm. and 70s because they were the victims of brutality right. mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s and 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's a very difficult. They have every right to be upset. And, and to not have any trust. Yeah. Yes. You I'm, know what I mean? I think that that's... And, and so, like, I've said this before, too, is that our... Our like our face, our faces aren't the only things that get passed down to our children, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I look like my mama, who has moments where she looks like her mama, who has moments where she looked like her mama. Like, those aren't the only things that we got passed down. Right. We right, got right, passed right. down some other stuff, like don't walk over there. You know, them police they be shooting folks. Like you, like right. we got we got those things, and it just it it the the message changed as the time changed, mm-hmm. um or or it was reshaped as it but it, the message didn't change so like it could have been reshaped and 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 I think that's also different from what information you get from whichever parent right because my daddy's experience is very similar is, is very different from my mother's experience mm-hmm. it's very different to be a black man than it is to be a black woman it's not easy to be either but it's very different to yeah. be either of those things and yep. so like I but as a child I still heard both of their messages mm-hmm. so in some sort of way I put my experience with the two messages that I heard and then when I have children I'm going to pass that on too. Yeah. So those things that 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 feeling of mistrust and that feeling of distrust as the case may be in certain issues um and and just overall resentment and even sometimes hatred for that has been passed down and that's also a mix of somebody else's parents and their parents' character, right? So it's not, and my mother doesn't hate that way. So even though, even if she had a certain feeling that is very similar to somebody else's feeling, my mother's character is not one that hates in that way. Mm -hmm. So the way that I receive that message is different. And so those things are are different. And I think it's it's important to hold space for all of these beliefs. Like if you are mad that, um, you know, she got to get hugged then and and you know there was another thing that i had seen where the guy was like i don't ever get that kind of compassion it was a comedian he was like where is that compassion when i need it mm-hmm. yep. and i i get that you know mm-hmm. um and it was a very it was a very deep he was he he didn't like he definitely sounded like he of course was against the hugging situation but it was more of a sorrowful i don't have i don't receive that kind of compassion in the world that i live in mm-hmm. right. um and so I think, I think it's important to hold space for all of those things. It's important, like you said, to not expect that forgiveness is given. It's important to understand that, like, honestly, when this whole thing came out, I, like, I didn't know what with Josh Brown. I was like, I don't know what's true or what's not. But what I, what I told mom is it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's true. Um, I said it doesn't matter if it's if if he did have a record or he didn't because at this point people it's too close and people are automatically going to draw those lines yep. mm-hmm. whether whether it's right wrong or indifferent it doesn't matter well, and it's not as though there was no if real if you know because this man was talking about how he was like afraid for his life and if you're the DPD and you know this man is afraid for his life just maybe watch him right you know maybe give him some kind of protection right. and then but like this also from I, I mean i don't know anything about it but also from the police standpoint for how long right that's so true. like in fairness at yes, least this a couple happened. months that's 
but but do you, but do you see what I'm saying? Like I agree. You, I you know you. what I mean? Like because he's not the only one who's going to be afraid to testify because people out here killing people all the time, right? So like, also at what to to what degree are you expected to do to do that? You know. Um, well, I just, again, but, this is an expectation that could easily be codified in law. We could easily give civilian review boards the power. He could have in a perfect world, he could have appealed to a civilian review board, said, "I'm afraid of the cops," and the civilian review board could have made that decision and could have given him some kind hmm. of protection from a force that is not DPD. That would, I mean, even be that also hard. completely possible and a thing that could happen but that doesn't no one happen, is really interested so, in police so. reform yeah, what there's that um which then brings us to and we're just closing up and yes, we're not right. really diving into this because this is very new um so we're not gonna we're not gonna you know dig deep into this but uh, tatiana jefferson uh was killed in her home on Saturday morning at two o'clock in the morning. The police were actually called to do a welfare, welfare check from mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the uh, article that I read and from the information that I've gotten. But of course, again, note that all the information I'm about to say is still coming out. This is, you know, this is now Sunday in the afternoon. It hasn't even been 48 hours yet. Um, but apparently a neighbor called uh, the police, a non-emergency police number to do a welfare check um, because the lights were on, but the door was open to this person's home and it didn't seem right. Mm -hmm. um, for those of us, uh, for those of you who have been listening from the beginning of this podcast, note, this person noted a potentially hostile situation and chose to call the cops instead of entering and being, never mind. Um, the point is, that they saw a situation right. that looked unsafe. Right, right. Um, and, and instead of even entering, this regular but, person. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. But um, what else? Um, so they called the non-emergency. I'm not uh, even a cop, but I called backup. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, but what else? Um, yeah, so they called um, and uh, apparently there were, were there was more than one cop that was dispatched um they said raise your hands the the statement that's been given is that they didn't identify themselves but they did say put your hands up or show me your hands note that the woman is inside her home um and um she was shot now i don't know much more than that i could probably find more information jack if you could put on the notes that we need to like link the more recent ones when we actually release yeah. this episode so the hope is is that we're going to release the most recent episode at the time that we publish this episode, which will be on Thursday. So we'll link the most uh, recent uh, article. Um, but yeah, so now she is dead, and we don't know what's going to happen with this particular police officer. But what we do know is that she was in her home. That's what we do know. So... They gave her four oh. seconds. Got it. It's on video. Oh, oh because there's body, body cam. cam. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel. So that makes me feel. I read she was with her nephews. She, I did they hear she was playing with her. a video game. Mm -hmm. I did hear that. I just I'm very confused because if she was with her nephews playing a video game, how in any way, shape, or form was this a threat? to where a gun needs to be pulled at all. Well, and also, how was this a threat when you were there for a welfare check? Yeah. 
Wait, yeah. So like, you know what I mean? They're coming to make sure. Like, so you're coming to make every make sure everything's okay, and you know that like so like. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I, okay. Jack was just showing me a video, but I'm. I'm. Was that the? That's I, I, oh, that's yeah. I mean, the whole video is 22 seconds, so. So like, and 22 seconds is on it. Like, it's a long time. Like, 22 seconds yeah, is a like, long time. That's the but whole. But it's not uh, right. But I'm saying that's the whole video. So like, the whole thing took 22 seconds, and I, I just like I'm trying to figure out how you show up for something that is a welfare check. Um. And then, well, uh, so this is actually a, a probably a key piece of information, not about the thing, but about police training. I listened to a podcast. Everyone's listened to more podcasts, right? Right. Um, <laughs> that explained like police officers go to these conferences where they break down for them. They tell them all these horror stories about, oh yes, this person just pulled them over for a routine traffic stop. They had they had three words of conversation, and then the police officer was dead. Right. So police officers. They want to get home to their families. Right. And when sure. the only but. thing you are told in training, you never hear the story of, I, you never hear from the, the Amber Geigers who are released from jail, right? right? You never hear from them 10 years later where they say, I was incautious. I was incautious. I was not judicious with how I used my firearm. And as a result, someone is dead and my life is ruined and I mm. hear this guilt with me every day. Those people don't really go to police conferences to speak. But what you do hear is there's a, I forget the guy's name, but there was a specific trainer that goes around telling all these horror stories, which is gets it into these police officers' heads. Oh, wow. That I it's need to more react. likely that, yeah. You never, that mm-hmm. you, it drills into them how dangerous the job is, which is important. It is a dangerous job and they do need to understand that at any moment there is the possibility of violence against them. That is true. Yeah. But, I don't think they get the the opposite perspective. Yeah. They don't. I don't think they get to hear like, and then I shot. They always hear the stories of I shot too late, and now my family doesn't have a father or a mother right. or whatever, right? But they never hear those stories of I shot too early. Mm-hmm. Now somebody yes. else doesn't have a father or yeah. a mother or a brother or a sister or a child. Yeah. And also, my life is ruined. Yeah. I'm off the force. I'm miserable about this every day. I've been in therapy for 10 years, and I still don't feel right about the fact that I killed somebody. You know what I mean? We yeah. Don't, I don't think police officers hear those stories. Mm-mm. And I think they need to. And I think if they do, maybe there would be a little bit more balance. And it would be, even if it's that, if it goes from four seconds to 15 seconds. And I understand. Right. Like, the really tough thing here is, in that difference between four seconds and 15 seconds, you will probably lose... One police officer a year. Mm-hmm. One a police officer probably will die a year by hesitating 15 seconds instead of four. And I'm, I, I just, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, uh, you should be like ready. Like, but I mean, when you become a police officer, you're taking that risk of keeping these people safe. So, and yeah. I understand that obviously they don't want to die. They want to come home to their families too. But like, you, your job is to keep these people safe. Yeah. And you're kind of, it's kind of, Maybe this is a bad choice of words, but kind of selfish when you because no, like I mean it's literally selfish. It's yeah. selfish in the way that all of us. Are you selfish. came here to make sure these people were okay, and you're you were you put yourself in front of your job, in front of your badge. That's that doesn't. I'm shaking. I'm so mad. That just it's you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think <laughs> so. I think I had said this. I think I posted this last week, and it 
in my head, I get so mad because you think like it's going to go away, like you think it's going to get better or something, mm. like yeah. because it's been a while since we've heard the last case, right? So like, and I posted it just because I, you know, I it came up on my memories where I said, you know, like as a police officer, you're you're like people serve um, out of their like. My point was is that it seems like sometimes people serve out of their title and not their duty, mm. yeah. yes, right? Exactly. So your title is police, but your duty is protect and serve. Mm -hmm. right. So like instead of serving out of your title, serve out of your duty, you show up as a duty to protect and serve these people. Mm -hmm. And then if you get to that point, where you need to police a situation in order to protect and serve people, right. then that's different. But in a situation like this, the only thing that you were called to do was protect. You were there to protect the like this potential person. And my thing is, is like, why does it not occur to you that this person is in the house? If you were dispatched for a welfare check to make sure that somebody is okay, Clearly nothing alerted them to call 911. Mm -hmm. It alerted them to call a non-emergency number. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? So it's not like you saw somebody break in. Right. You didn't see fire. You didn't see, you didn't hear screaming. You didn't hear, so it, mm -hmm. they didn't call 911, which means that there is a pretty good chance that the person is okay. Yeah. But I just mm -hmm. don't know. And, and it mm -hmm. feels a little weird. So why would you show up and the first thing you do? Is and I I'm wondering when you call like a welfare check I'm I'm wondering I would think you'd be like if I were the person calling I'd be like so this is my neighbor this is her name this is what she looks like um I'm just I just want to make sure she's okay right. so I'm thinking what why didn't they stop to think maybe because the they, woman yeah because they probably were supposed to be checking on they probably told him eyes. that Let's right find out. Like, like yeah <laughs> like it was a standing there with a control in her hand he said it was a woman in her house that he was right. concerned about why he would you say, not think he did say it was a woman. Like, I don't know that he went through all of the things and say, this is what you look like, blah, 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 blah. But the report that I read said he called and he said, you know, we take care of ourselves. Like, we take care of each other. It looked weird because it's not something that's normally the mm -hmm. case where the door to be open, the lights to be on. Yeah. I, I know that she's she's supposedly there. Can somebody just go check, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I, that, I think that's the issue that I have is, like, so far after, we're not even – one week, right? We're, we're, I mean, we're not even two weeks after the verdict. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about a verdict. Mm -hmm. We're not even talking about, um, you know, um, like the sentencing. We're just talking about a verdict. We're not even two weeks removed, and we already have two other people dead. Mm -hmm. One that we know is from the police, one that, of course, we accuse the police, whether right, right wrong, or indifferent. Right. And, and after all of that, and we'll wrap up because Jack's given me that good solid, <laughs> that good solid reminder. Um, after all of that, what I think bothers me the most is that even if the police are not telling the truth, even if the police are telling the truth about Mr. Brown's record and about what happened to Mr. Brown and this unfortunate demise, and you know he has, you know he's been trying to get his life together by all of these reports, and that you know it just didn't happen for whatever reason. Like, let's say that it was a drug issue, a drug deal, whatever the case may be. The point is, with cases like Botham Jean and cases like Atatiana Jefferson, the point is, is that you're not trusted. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not necessarily that you're right or you're wrong. It's that people believe 
that you could lie. Mm -hmm. And if people believe that you could not only lie about it, but plant evidence, create stories, not give us full truths, mm -hmm. if people believe that, then how effective are you being in your duty? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it is. You're not effective anymore. Yep. So what do we do about that? We'll have the next a the answer for you on the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. We have yeah, no answers. Yeah, because we definitely won't. We have but. no answers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our not quick response. Our not quick uh, wrap yeah, up know, to that it. Kind of long. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we thought it was going to be short, but like, unfortunately, we had other people also to deal with. We had two other people that we had to respond to. So, um, yeah, we're gonna. We're going to head out. Um, oh, so I guess I need to say like a whole thing. Uh, yeah. So just to, um, since we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but um, if you're not following us on Instagram, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life, but we'll yeah. wait here for you to pull <laughs> out your phone and put on your little Instagram thing. And you're going to look up Echoes Media One, and you're going to look up at B underscore voiced and you're going to follow those right now we'll wait <laughs> go ahead mm -hmm. that's echoes that's us right there why are you just listening to me do this <laughs> make it happen <laughs> and then you're also going to follow uh follow b underscore voiced um as always, you can send us uh, messages at info at Echoes of the Struggle. That's Echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S, of the struggle.com. Um, let us know what you want us to talk about next, some topics that you think we need to talk about. Follow us on all the social medias. As always, create hope, forge a path, change the world. We'll see you next episode.